Hello again, friends, and welcome to another fine edition of 151. My name is Adam, and I am joined by a man who puts the hoe in homicidal. Ho, ho, ho. Ladies and gentlemen, his name is Justin. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. This is 151 The Show. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at 151 The Show. And we are on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, and a mess of other uh, different channels. You can find all the information at the bottom of the page and uh, find the best platform to listen to us on. We don't care which one you listen to us on. Just subscribe. And if you miss any of that, 151theshow.com or the station's website.com. Tonight, we're actually foregoing uh, our usual video portion of the show. Justin is joining me uh, over the phone, mainly because we wanted to get this show out quicker than what we usually get shows out. Video takes well, time that, to edit. That, that and the fact that uh, in five days, my uh, eight-year-old managed to burn through almost 100 gigabytes of metered data because she doesn't know how the internet works. Let's rewind. We're going to get to a couple other subjects here in a little bit. There's uh, like a ramshackle, just smorgasbord of stuff uh, I think we want to talk about tonight, or at least hit in a little bit. Maybe not a full discussion on it, but definitely stuff that we we want to touch on tonight. But before we get to that, uh, we want to rewind the clock back to March. I believe it. I looked it up earlier. I believe it was March 13th that Justin and I did a show that talked about uh, COVID-19. Really been that long ago, hasn't it? It it really has, if you think about it, because uh, like my work, I work for uh, Cumulus Media and 95 KGGO here in Des Moines. On my in my office at work, I have a whiteboard that, that I usually put like promotion stuff up on and you know that sort of thing. <laughs> I wrote on it three twenty seven twenty. I'll be right back. B socks still there, isn't it? It it's still there because we we haven't gone back to work yet. I, I'm working from home, but just not in the office. But anyways, the reason we bring this up is because uh, at the start of all this uh, pandemic stuff and and so on and so forth, uh, Justin and I tried to wrap our brains around it and. Uh, if you go back and you listen to it, I, I mean, the one thing to, to remember, we're not medical experts by any stretch of the imagination. This is just two close to 40-year-old guys reacting to the world around us. And COVID is starting to hit closer and closer to home. Oh, it's pretty close right now. <laughs> and I, um, I don't mean to laugh, but... Uh, no, um, no, in a, in, a, in a roundabout way here, what uh, Adam is setting me up to, to say is that uh, half the people in my house, and possibly three-quarters of them, uh, have it or have had it in the, in the past week. Um, uh, the wife had it, um, my oldest daughter has tested positive, and the youngest one, the three-year-old, we haven't had her tested uh, because she's young enough that there are very rarely you know symptoms, but the one day that she was symptomatic that she might have tested has already gone and and they tend not to test positive when they have no symptoms yeah um so i'm i'm the last man i'm the high risk one and i'm the last man standing have you tested for it yet uh i've tested a couple different times actually the swab up the nose and i will i will give them credit for you know it's the same test as the influenza a, a true influenza swab where they take that little, what looks like the drain hair clog remover yeah. tool and shove it in the back of your nose. Same thing as influenza. I've had that, you know, half dozen times over 40 years, probably. I have never got it in both nostrils like I did. That's that's their policy. Yeah, you talk about effective. Oh, <laughs> it was, it was, well, it gets better. Yeah, it, it was in, it was out, it was back in, it was out, then it was in, in the other hole, in, out, in, out, and then out. 
if someone so, joined us right there, they have no idea what's going right, on. Right. Zero. Right. And I, I felt like I felt like she should have given me a kiss on the neck afterwards, possibly bought me dinner. And I only hope to God that my proctologist is not as thorough as as what this lady was. <laughs> and it was it was negative. At at the same time, you know, my my daughter was was positive. Now that being said, that test was taken on Saturday. The wife was down essentially for a week. Fever, bedridden, absolutely could not get up out of bed couldn't do anything yeah but i can tell you the lag time of her getting because she got tested twice once on a friday and once on a monday the the friday was rapid screens and that came back negative now on monday she got her positive or she was tested again got her positive on tuesday well i can tell you she was probably positive on friday and but because she had a negative test we slept in the same bed on Friday night, on Saturday night, on Sunday night, on Monday night. And then she got her positive about the time that her fever kicked in. And each night uh, she said no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she was, she was, she was sick. Believe me, there was, no, there I was know. none of that. There was none of that. I mean, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, and then when she went, you know, to back to the bedroom and we got her isolated off, you know, I was, I was uh, in contact with, you know, my children 24 seven there for a week while one or both of them was positive. Uh, and yet, like I said, not only did I have a negative test uh, as of last Saturday, yesterday, yeah, yesterday I went in uh, and had one of the antibody tests to see if I've, you know, had it in the past. Yeah. Uh, or or maybe had a mild case and 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 struggled through while she had her severe case. N- no antibodies. <laughs> you just can't win. And I guess maybe I have a different perspective, knowing that I'm a high risk individual. Well, knowing that if I get it, it, it may be bad. Well, what did uh, you when you like, when you called me the one night? You were like, this thing was designed to kill people like me. Right. Right. But the dude, the dude doing the antibody test, he's like, "Good news, you don't, you haven't had it." And I'm like, "No, you, I'm alive. It's bad news that I haven't had it." I'm like, "That would have been the good news. Hey, you have antibodies. You're effectively, you know, at least temporarily yeah. immune. Come on, if you suddenly found out that, you know, oh no, you're you're already through. You, it was no sweat. You, you've already you've already passed. You're already done. Tests over." You're immune. I mean, that's great news. Yeah, you got a weird attitude about this. We've never had. We've never had to test in in all this time. We've never had to do a single test, and we've never done the ant, uh, antibody test. And but there's right. part of me that wonders uh, because my wife last uh, about a year ago, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less. She had like the the real hardcore like. They were just like, well, it's walking pneumonia. They they didn't really know what to call it. So there's part of me that's like, did she have it already? Like, did we right, already? Ha- but see, 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 I had I had something very <laughs> similar to that too. Yeah, and it, and it wasn't this. I can tell you after witnessing my wife, one of the strongest women that I know, get knocked flat uh, and completely in the matter of six hours, completely lose taste and smell. I mean, yeah, just different than anything I've ever seen or personally experienced. I mean, I really do. If you wonder whether you had it, you probably never did. It seriously does seem to be they're completely asymptomatic 
or um, you know it. Short of my short of my buddy Travis, who who I think had it for symptoms for 18 hours, and by day two he was calling me, going, "Okay, well I'm better now. What the hell do I do with the rest of my enforced vacation here?" <laughs> well, that's kind of the thing that uh, uh, another buddy of of mine who we were talking about earlier. Uh, he lives up in Duluth. He uh, he texts uh, all of us today, and he's like, uh, "Our kid has it." Right. You know, it's just you never know when this thing's going to hit, who it's going to hit, and where it's going to come from. Well, and the math on it, quite frankly, is interesting. Because let me describe you, I, our family falls, and he would too, our family falls under scenario five, which is basically a sequential infection among family members that cohabitate or caregivers, okay. right? Let's say Tommy and Jack our father and son. Okay. Tommy, uh, the kid, has symptoms on, maybe has a sore throat, and three days later goes and gets tested. So let's say, let's use some real-world math here. I'll start, okay, so let's go back to today, December 2nd. Tommy has a sore throat. Now, on Saturday, uh, Tommy's sore throat really hasn't gone away, and Jack's going to go in and have him tested. So now it takes until, uh, let's say, Monday the 7th before they get results and it's positive. Yeah. Jack's now had five days of exposure. Tommy is in day five of 10 if he's actually been sick. So CDC, health departments, whatever, will clear him after 10 days. So the following Saturday, as of 12, as long as, as little Tommy has been fever-free for 24 hours, he's good. What did you he call these again? School. Tommy and Jack, I think. No, 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 no. What did you call this? Uh, uh, you fit into Category, category oh, yeah. 5? Uh, category 5, sequential infections. Okay. So here's the thing. If Jack, his dad, on the 12th, on Tommy's last day, isn't sick, because the 12th would be his last day of exposure, he has to quarantine, quote-unquote, uh, for 14 days to see if he's infected, i.e. the 26th. Mm -hmm. So everybody talks about a two-week quarantine. It's not. Uh, if you're in a house where uh, you're sick uh, or you have multiple people, it can stretch out. So Jack's quarantine or isolation period or isolation slash quarantine started on the 2nd when Tommy got sick, it's going to go through the 26th. Now, let's say Jack and Tommy have a mommy involved, okay? And Mary Sue didn't get sick, but she's also hanging out in that two-week period out to the 26th, okay? So on the 24th, day 12 of her incubation period, she gets sick. So They've got 10 days where Jack, unless he's been managed to completely isolate away, if he's still stuck in that house and now has to continue to take care of Tommy, who has some immunity to his mother, but he has to continue to take care of her because she's got nobody else, then once she gets through her 10 days, that'll be the 4th, 3rd, or 4th of January and her last day on the 10 day that she's sick, as long as his fever breaks, guess what? He starts another 14 days. I really should have used my kid's whiteboard when you were explaining this. Right? <laughs> so, 
so now we're into the 4th of January, and he's got till the 18th of January before he's technically clear. So what started out as a two-week quarantine on the 2nd of December has now stretched out into almost seven weeks. That's scenario five. That's sequential infections. That's the nightmare scenario. And I'm, according to the guidance that we've received, I should be cleared, unless I get sick, I should be cleared to see the public again December 17th. Which sucks because we had a really cool idea we were going to do for December, but I don't think that's going to happen now. I don't know whether it will or not. Maybe next year. (sighs) Maybe. If you're alive. Right. (laughs) So, well, yeah, that's how... That's how COVID math works, and let me tell you what, it sucks. It It's right up there with Common Core math from what I was trying to. Uh, I'll take Common Core over COVID math any day. Uh, this is 151. You can find us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at 151theshow. We're on uh, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, TuneIn, and so many other channels. Uh, if you miss any of that, head over to 151theshow.com or this station's website.com. Uh, again, we're talking about uh, COVID because it's it's uh, landed in Justin's house. Uh, it's a scary situation, right? You know, it's, uh, it is. Part of me over the last couple of weeks has been waiting for the ball to drop so much or that other shoe to drop so to speak that at this point i'm just like come on either 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 get sick or or let me go you know i don't handle isolation well no i yeah that's kind of and 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 forced in action very well but here here we are so well what was crazy and uh for for those of you that are outside of iowa our numbers went up dramatically during the month of November. They really, and, and pre-Thanksgiving, it was kind of insane Yeah, uh, how they jumped. But, uh, like, personally, like, uh, me, the kid, uh, was going to school every day. Everything was fine. My work, like I said, uh, uh, at the radio station, they were going to let me start going back in to do shows, and, you know, not, not, not from home. And within the matter of a week, all that got shut down. Right. You know, like the kid, he uh, they went complete virtual learning uh, the last two weeks. Uh, they're just going to be going back to hybrid this coming Monday. So, well, and I feel I feel for my daughter because you know it's not bad enough that she got the enforced time off, uh, missed out on the stuff leading up to their Thanksgiving break. Yeah, uh, more time off after Thanksgiving, but because she's She's got it, but she's not sick. She's still got to do virtual school every day. Oh, really? Yeah. No. Well, we're not letting her. We're not letting her skip out. On, I mean, there's there's no reason that she can't do it. She feels just fine. Yeah. So even though she has the Rona, she's still got to go to school every day virtually. Poor kid. Oh wow. And like my buddy uh, who lives up in Duluth, you know, there's no telling if uh, you know if he's going to get it. But his work, it's like automatically mandatory two weeks off. Now he's getting yeah. paid for it, so it's not as big of a right. deal. And he and he actually said they might send him a computer, and he might do like data entry stuff from home. But right. you know, it's like, well, two weeks off. <laughs> so that's been the funny thing, you know. Um, while it's certainly certainly uh, better for me to be live uh, at at work. Um, just for, you know, I'm, I'm one of the guys who can make decisions. You know, I'm one of the guys who 
you know, has you're has one of the top two guys at your probably. place. Let's yeah, be honest. I'm, I'm one of I'm one of the, I'm one of the big dogs. So, <laughs> but you know, it does. It, it has been. I am actually, you know, still doing. <laughs> Uh, a full day every day. Uh, my phone still rings. I mean, my cell phone's my pri- just as primary form of communication as as the office phone. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm still doing uh, all of the the billing and the invoicing and everything uh, virtually. You know, I can tie back into the shop and and do stuff there and and work off my my hotspots and you know remote access and whatnot. You know, I'm still still doing quite a bit. Uh, I've actually started getting down to the list of things that I've needed to gotten been gotten done for over a month. That things keep coming up and pushing back. So yeah. I'm, I'm actually getting down to the stuff that, hey, these are these are my projects that you know people are mad at me because they're not done yet, um, and getting them knocked out of the way. So it's not like I've stopped working by any means. <laughs> You tell two, uh, an eight-year-old and a and a three-year-old that hey, we're going to be home all week, but you know, you play in the other room downstairs. A dad's going to work in the office, and please God, don't run in screaming when I'm on the phone. And they're not, they're not really, they haven't been completely cooperative with that. Let's put it that way. I, uh, it is interesting, and trying to do radio from home with a five-year-old is nuts. Yeah, right? Is is nuts, man. Anyways, uh, this is 151 The Show. My name's Adam. He is Justin. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at 151 The Show. Uh, We are on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and so many other channels. Uh, Again, we're foregoing the uh, usual video portion of the show this week. Uh, uh, Justin's almost out of data. Um, He's working from home. COVID might sneak up on him and break his neck. And, yeah, anyways... Uh, is there anything right. else you want to hit with COVID before we kind of move on? Um, no. You said the, uh, the, the the only thing enough. I was going to bring up was you were talking about the uh, Big Brother tracing. Oh, okay. So, and I'm not going to get into a lot of detail, not only, you know, myself, but, you know, personal details and whatnot. But so it, it was kind of surprising and, and shocking to me. Look, I'm not a, I'm not Ron Swanson by any means, but <laughs> I'm... I'm Ron Swanson-ish, you know. I, uh, I I I do live out in the woods for a reason. I uh, I'm not a big fan of of uh, Big Brother uh, or government in general. So, what I can tell you though is, so the chain of events that I outlined earlier, you know, the daughter and I got tested Saturday night, Monday morning or Monday about one o'clock. We get her results. And immediately, it's okay. So it's it's one thirty in Monday afternoon. It's like okay. Well, I was just setting with her, and you know, uh, I just helped her make her own lunch. So you know, I'm gonna go bathe in bleach real quick. Although it's probably too late. We're gonna get things set up for her in her room. We're gonna isolate her off. We're gonna start wiping down the entire house. My God, she just spent three days, four days downstairs with her sister. Every single toy in the basement. They've played with together and touched and oh my god you know what what do we've got to do here <clears throat> so that pretty much the, occupies the rest of the you know day and evening i've got to start uh letting people know that uh you know uh, uh my 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 counterparts at work and whatnot of hey you know this is going to extend out because you know i've we've just hit a big extend reset button so and i'm like okay well 
I need to call the school and let them know that she's going to be gone longer, you know, obviously. Well, the next morning, the school calls. They've already heard from the <laughs> County Department of Health because the results immediately shot over there, and they call, uh, and they've already called the school. So the school's calling to inform us that they already know uh, and saying, well, they'll be in touch with us. And I wasn't the one. They called my wife. I wasn't the one who talked to, to the gal at the health department. But, I mean, she starts talking about, okay, well, you know, you were a positive result, and now your daughter's a positive result. And what about the other two people in the house? And, you know, where have you been? Who do you work? Where do you work? Yeah, you know, la da 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 and it's like, oh, my God, you know, number one, uh, you know, you, you basically, you know, everybody who lives in this house. You know, I, I can't believe that, uh, you know, the, the Department of Health. Number two, uh, as we started talking about this, it did make me, me think about, you know, I wonder how HIPAA is written uh, where they got to call the Department of Health and maybe it's suspended in something like this. But I am kind of curious about that now. I may have to look that up. God, I don't but, even know. Yeah, Right. You want to talk about like freak you out, big brother stuff. I mean, it was just like, uh, you know, alarms went off in, a, in an office somewhere. You know, we've got another positive result and they started yeah. pulling, you know, detailed histories on us. And I imagine, you know, one of those uh, uh, GPS satellite maps <laughs> like on the big room in the big situation rooms, like in the movies came on and they started real time tracking us through my cell phone or something. <laughs> Uh, I mean, just absolutely insane. The yeah, level but... of detail that this lady had uh, about the people that lived in my house and the amount of well, you know, uh, positive tests. And let's face it, you I talked really, to Tom Warner. Point, right. I mean, at that point, I really did want to pull a Ron Swanson and start throwing my computers in the dumpsters. <laughs> I was just thinking, you remember uh, you remember the board identity? Yeah. Jesus Christ, it's Justin Brown. <laughs> Right. <laughs> oh god, that's funny. Yeah, that's that's an interesting take on it. But you know what's funny about the contact tracing and all that? That's what's screwing over like the Big Ten and some of these other conferences, uh because like college football wanted to give it a go this year, you know? Right. And I, I know how much you love talking about college football, but uh, <laughs> But it, it it is one of those things where, and and even the NFL and uh, some of the uh, these other games, like like someone gets contact traced and it's like five people away from them, and they're like, "Nope, sorry, got to shut it down." It's like, okay, right. so look, and and like I said, I'm not the implications of how far that it could go and how willing people are to say, "Oh, well, this is this is a." This is a good thing, so I'm okay with it this time. Yeah. Uh, how quickly? Look, let's put it this way. For anybody who thinks that, that any of this is a, is a good idea, I guess, when was the last time you saw them go, well, you know, we accomplished what we wanted to do. We paid for this. Uh, we paid for this chunk of road. So let's take the toll off. I don't know. That's never happened. Once a toll road, it's always going to be a toll road. Ah, oh, good times. So does that kind of wrap up the COVID stuff? I think we're done with COVID. Okay. Uh, and again, just to, uh, so everybody knows, we're, we're just two guys reacting to this. I mean, yeah. I, neither one of us are experts. Um, you know, please don't take what we say too serious. Please, uh, please don't take my Ron Swanson-esque libertarian views as, as some sort of <laughs> policy or recommendation to get it done. 
it, they're just the, the, the musings of a, of a simple man that just simply wants to be left alone and wants a good steak every now and again. Uh, this is 151 The Show. You can find us uh, on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and so many others. YouTube as well. Um, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at 151 The Show. His name is Justin. My name is Adam. Uh, as we uh, get into more of the nerd-based stuff that we usually talk about, we got a lot to get to in uh, a short amount of time here. Uh, as it is December, things are going to get busy. Uh, Justin may not be around much longer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, going back to the COVID thing real quick. There, when you first told me there was a thing of, am I allowed to have a show without him? Or and I, it, yeah. No, well, no, no, no. Here's the other thing. It's like, is it a dick move if I ask him if he wants to record before he gets sick? That the only thing that I'm going to stipulate is, let's face it, you have a lot of access suddenly to experienced radio people that don't have an outlet anymore. <laughs> So just don't pick anybody to replace me that's going to make me look bad. That's all I ask. No, you're you and me are always going to be like this, and I'm doing the the cross fingers thing for one five one. Okay, then, you're, not, you're not doing like the, the donut with the, the finger going. No, through. no, okay. no. Well, maybe. No, this is our show. <laughs> this is Adam okay, and Justin. So you have, or you, you know what? This is Justin one, and Adam. You have, to, you have to stop the one five one, but you can get a new podcast if I die. How's that? Okay, uh, that's fine. I, I will do that. Although I'll have to get it wrote into my uh, radio contract. <laughs> uh, and but but you have to open your new show with a tribute to me, and I want that Sarah McLaughlin song with it with it. She plays on all the uh, the, the the dog commercials. The sad dog commercial. Yeah, the sad dog commercials with like picture picture montage with me on a loop at least three times. I'm gonna. You know what? I I've always we, we've joked about it, but I really want to do if you. <laughs> Knock on wood, you don't kick the bucket. But if you do, I'm having someone run in in the same clothing and be like, this is where it gets weird. Some wibbly wobbly, <laughs> Tommy wimey stuff. <laughs> and do the Doctor Who thing. But, anyways, um, as we get kind of uh, into the nerd stuff, um, you haven't seen it. it. There's not a whole lot of spoilers I'm going to drop on you. But uh, the latest episode of Mandalorian that came out last uh, Friday, where they had Ahsoka Tano debut. Yep the live action version of her. Yep. At she this, looks fantastic. At this point, Disney, you give the you give all control of Star Wars to John Favreau and let him do whatever he wants. Well it's it's John John Favreau, but it's also Dave Filoni, uh the guy who did Clone Wars and Rebels. Yeah, okay. Yes, yes, yes. Give give Filoni some credit too. I, I haven't watched a lot of Clone Wars or Rebels. Like I've watched enough of it to know who the characters are and right. stuff and what happened. Um, but, uh, I, I don't know the names behind it. It is fantastic stuff, right. but I'll tell you right now, after watching that episode and granted, we've, we've talked about how, uh, some of the stories in Mandalorian, it's kind of the same episode every week. Mm -hmm. And even this week it was like, okay, still kind of the same story, but, uh, you haven't seen it yet and I don't want to spoil too much for you. But after well, seeing that and what the, the service they did to Ahsoka... Well, at, at take... the end of the day, I mean, the entire premise of the, the show is is essentially uh, an Old West wanderer, and Baby Yoda's kind of like his it, dog. It is, but, but... And they'll get there eventually, but hijinks will ensue and distractions will happen every single time. What, what I'm getting at more is the people you put in charge of the movies, take that power away from them. Right. Favreau and uh, the dude, the other dude, Dave Filoni, they get it. Right. That's the difference between it. 
when I watch right. that and when they say, uh, you know, there's been the argument about, oh, we need to get rid of the Skywalker, you know, thing, and you know, storyline and all this. I watch The Mandalorian and I'm completely sucked into a Star Wars world. I know what I'm watching. I'm not looking at something different. I'm not being force fed, you know, Ray or right. or you know some of these that, other characters. That, that's some dude we've never heard of before with a pretty insignificant tie to the original Star Wars movies feels more Star Wars than what they're putting out in the movies. Yeah, if John Favreau did a uh and, and 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 Dave did a a Star Wars movie. I would almost guarantee right now that it would be better than any of the uh, the new trilogy, hands down. Agreed, agreed. And uh, you know, just reading some of the stuff this week, I love that they're talking about and playing with the idea of bringing back Anakin as a Force mm-hmm. ghost and uh, telling more of that story. Uh, uh, the talks about uh, uh, someone getting ready to play possibly Ezra. Okay. Did you hear the? Did you hear the big, even bigger one than that? No. So Sebastian Stan. Oh yes, 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 uh, yes, yes. I did. I did. Better, better known as the Winter Soldier uh, from the Marvel Universe. If you ever, uh, to all you listeners out there, if you are not aware, the the pictures of Mark Hamill and Sebastian Stan at the same age, side by side, go to the Google box. Right now, literally all you have to do is type in Mark Hamill, Sebastian Stan, pick the first image result, <laughs> and take a look. And they're not twins. They're close. But they could easily be father and son or brothers. And there is talk of Sebastian Stan playing an age-appropriate Mandalorian Luke Skywalker, and by God, he he fit the bill. I'm 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 a okay with that because they haven't. I am too. It's just one of those. It's it, and you know, so often we bring up Star Trek and you know Discovery and all that. What they're doing in Mandalorian is what I wish CBS would figure out with for Star Trek. Right. Where it it's totally Star Wars. Right. It totally is, and and when they do do fan service, it's not it's not where they beat you over the head with it, or when uh, you know they bring in elements of uh, you know the Clone Wars or Rebels or whatever. You know it, they actually do Ahsoka the way you think she's supposed to look. They don't take, hey, let's add more horns to her, or you know what, we're gonna change it and make the Enterprise look like a hot rod. Here's all you gotta do is. You know what I'm saying, um, though. If you if you tell a good enough story and you use a character that is maybe a little obscure, tell a good enough story that people want to go read the backstory and find out more. Don't spend 20 minutes changing the story to yeah. make it work uh, or to change it to fit it and shoehorn it in. Make it interesting enough that people go look it up and find out or. They go, okay, well, I never really got that because they didn't. You know what I mean? Let it be on them. They even did her lightsabers right. Right. That We didn't change it because we wanted to. We we went back and we told took her straight from this story. We dropped her in this other story. It's just, it's so right. well done. It, it really is. And, and I've been kind of stuck on it. And uh, uh, I, I think it was great. I, I really did. And, and. 
I my hats off to them because that that was such a good episode. It was such a good introduction to a character, and they get it. And I'm not sure right. that some of the other people at Disney get what Star Wars is supposed to be, but they do. And and just for all of you out there, the reason that I have not seen it yet uh, is not due to anything other than my daughter Savannah was a week behind on it and i was letting her get caught up because i knew it was such a big reveal uh with uh ahsoka and baby yoda and what we were going to find out that i wanted her to get caught up and then she got a positive diagnosis and we had to separate and haven't been able to watch it together and then earlier this evening uh, i walked by uh, her room where i set her up some tv so she could keep herself entertained and the little watching it without me <laughs> that's wonderful I've been, I've been betrayed by my heir by my by my firstborn i've i've been completely betrayed um sold me down the river and she's now seen it and i have not oh go watch it it's really good uh this is what <laughs> i probably will right after we get done here there you go uh we'll wrap things up so you can get get to that uh, this is 151 the show uh, you can find us on uh, facebook twitter and instagram all at 151theshow.com we're on uh, podbean itunes stitcher youtube google play tune in spotify and so many others just a couple real quick hits uh you got your xbox which we'll dive into that fully at some point but so far what are your thoughts on it i did um i'll give you i'll give you a whole whole uh, whole story i'm going to do some some review here uh, as i've, I've lived with it unfortunately my first five, four or five days here, whatever, have been, again, uh, with limited data, uh, yeah. with limited Internet. I lucked out on Wednesday, and I happened to refresh the GameStop tab just as they were apparently coming back without any announcement. Got it. Actually, it set, you know, basically in processing for almost 72 hours all of Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Uh, and then Saturday morning at like one o'clock in the morning, my phone dinged and it was my FedEx app actually telling me that it had shipped and that it would be there on (laughs) Sunday. And I had it in my hands by 11 o'clock Sunday morning. I was just picturing you, the phone dings in the middle of the night and you sit up like the undertaker. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Or, or, uh, what's the, what's the, uh, uh, healing chamber in star Wars? The what? The Batha chamber or something? Oh, Bacta. Yeah, Bacta. where, where, yeah. Well, with all like your elements. Like... the right. I come up out of the the, the goop. <laughs> no, I was I was on the couch. Believe me, it didn't take much to wake me up. So. Oh, that's um, awesome. All right, so we'll we'll wait on yeah. you to, so you can get a, uh, a a good read on that. The overall view of it is, uh, I do love it. Um, I love the remote play features. As far as the speed, the daunted, vaulted speed, it is about as fast as my high-end work PC. So I'm very happy with it. I'm maybe not as blown away as what some other people have been because I've already been used to that. I am not unhappy at all with my purchase. Let's put it that way. Next time we talk, I want to hear the uh, bar game story again. Yeah, yeah. No, the bar game story is great. On my end of video gaming, uh, got the uh, update to World of Warcraft. Uh, I have completed up to level 60. So you're topped out again. Yeah, I'm topped out, but I'm not. That's the thing. It, it's What's bad about it, and if 
I'm sure there's people that get this. By the end of an expansion, you're so high-powered that there's really no situation that you can get dropped into that you're really kind of scared of. Right. I hit Unless level it's six... like a, a multiple, multiple man raid or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hit level 60 on this and I'm just getting worked by everybody because my gear is so <laughs> is is so uh weak at the moment. But uh no, uh dungeons so far have been very cool on the game. Um the leveling process was pretty easy. It probably took about 10 hours of total gameplay. Um I'm just getting into the covenant system which uh it's a new name for something they've been doing uh in the last couple expansions. Um, I'll, I'll, again, I'll have a better report, uh, down the road once I play a little bit more, but yeah, I'm just poor, poor Calder is just getting worked by everybody right now. <laughs> so a couple, uh, other quick hits. Uh, I want to finish with the book stuff, but Hey, did you watch, uh, the last couple episodes of discovery? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm caught up. Did you see, uh, the um, new Starfleet headquarters? I did. Did you see the, uh, uh, thing about, about the Starfleet headquarters? Apparently not, because I'm not sure I know what you're talking about. Somebody pointed this out. I can't remember where I saw it today, but uh, it was a whole joke with Beverly Crusher. You remember the episode where she got caught in the warp bubble that Wesley creates? Yeah. The diagram in that episode is the exact same. It has the exact same look as the bubble that the new Starfleet headquarters is in. Uh. And someone goes, I've seen this before. And they keep going back and forth between it and... I'm like, okay, oh, that's weird. At this point, uh, you know, they're they're 800 years ahead of what we are, even in in next gen and at the end of the timeline or Picard. So, you know, let's let's face it, uh, they're basically pulling things out of their butt right now. That's that's that there's no techno amount of techno babble to explain and just calling it living matter and uh, magic and going yeah. on. Yeah, so. the uh, I will say I really like their uh, uh, tribute to uh, uh, Aaron Eisen- uh, Eisenberg. Eisenberg, yeah. Eisenberg. Eisenberg class ship called the Nog. And then uh, they, uh, and I can't think of what the kid's name is, the uh, uh, kid who died from Star Trek Chekhov. Yeah, Anton Yelchin. There yep. it is. Uh, they had a, a tribute to him as well. And I thought those yep. were both and, very well done. And it was really damn nice seeing Leonard Nimoy back on the screen. Although, and uh, I kind of get where people are coming from, where uh, they basically said, well, he's so great because of you. Right. And it was kind of one of those, it's like, really? Are you sure about that? Yeah. Yeah, no, not 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 so much, but you know. But it was good to see him. I'll be honest with you. Um, since I was I was working downstairs today, um, I had on I did Rathacon, Search for Spock, and the Voyage Home all back to back. Oh, nice. The 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 dynamic of Spock and Sarek, uh, and if you go back to the original series, with Sarek being upset with Spock for going into Starfleet, and you know he opposed it. And he was violently, or not violently, but he was very adamant, you know, had, had not spoken with Spock in the light of this backstory that they've created and his previous experience with Starfleet and losing uh, Burnham. It kind of works. Yeah. It, it's believable. It's plausible. There's there's plausible plausibility. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. I just... It it's kind of like it's almost kind of like the Ray thing in Star Wars, where I feel like I'm being forced right. to like Burnham. Like there are parts of Burnham that I like. I like uh, in a couple episodes ago where she's just like, F- 
fuck it. I'm going to go save this dude. Right. You know, uh, I am a little bit, I am a little bit trying to figure out what happened. Well, a character we were introduced to that didn't understand human emotion, having been raised on Vulcan now cries every single episode. I, you know, what's funny about that? I never, I don't want to say I never paid attention to it, but it started popping up on uh, Facebook and, you know, Twitter and stuff. And I'm like, they really do cry in every episode. Every episode. Every episode, it's her crying about something. And how Every pa- single one. And, and you know what? Since they're like 930 years in the future, Her- Ensign Harry Kim is just rolling over in his grave at this point. Right. Because of Tilly being, hey, Ensign Tilly, you're right. now first officer. The f- Right. Well, and even better yet, you're acting first officer until I find somebody with the appropriate rank to do the job. It's like, I don't know about that. That's about as as good as um, taking a kid fresh out of the academy, Chris Pike, saying, hey, uh, you're first officer, you're acting captain. And, oh, okay, well, we've got rid of the acting captain. Now, I'm first officer or I'm captain, and I'm just out of the academy, and somehow Starfleet gives him a ship. Yeah, yeah, it's like there's no one more qualified than that. This is the best we can do. Now, don't get me wrong, Kirk, here in a couple years, probably going to be a pretty good officer, but you're not even graduated yet. Yes, Picard would have given you a commendation and a a letter of recommendation that said, now get your ass back to the academy and learn how to be a (laughs) grown-up. Get me a cup of Earl Grey and get the fuck out. (laughs) <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, God. Uh, what was the other part that I saw? Oh, they're, uh, now people are predicting that Burnham actually caused the burn. Well, her name is Burnham. Yeah, there. it was kind of joking about it, but then you start thinking about how they've done everything uh, uh, in, in Discovery so far, and it's like, yep, she caused it. I don't know what she did, but she caused it. Right. Imagine this. If you could get someone that understands Star Trek the same way that Favreau and uh, the other guy Dave Lynchpin or whatever his name is. Filoni. Filoni, there it is. Sorry, I couldn't think of it off the top of my head. It's, it's like baloney, but with a f. Filoni. Anyways, uh, if you could get two people like that that understood Star Trek the way they understand Star Wars, and imagine what Discovery could be then. What we were hoping it was going to be from the very beginning. Yeah, seriously. The Orville. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. As we wrap things up tonight, uh, I do want to... S- I, I got to tell you a quick story that has to do with a book we both read, and then I do want to uh, uh, stop on uh, Ready Player uh, Two. Unless there, do you have anything else you want to hit on tonight? No, I'm okay. good. Uh, just a real quick thing: uh, 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 the last Harry Dresden book, Battle Battleground, right? Yep. Did you uh, you got the uh, the post stories he put in, right? Like the no. uh, Night Before Christmas one. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So you yep. remember the you I actually did something uh from the the Dresden files to my kid today. Okay. So we uh since we've been working at home we've been drinking more more and more coffee my wife and I. Yeah. Um and I asked Jace, my son, I go, "Do you want <laughs> get, coffee?" Get Jace, get Jace hooked on coffee. Well, he was looking at it or something. He always says he gets his own coffee, but he fills his coffee cup with water. So I did the thing right. today from the Dresden files where it was mostly milk but uh like a spoonful of sugar we put some of my wife's uh peppermint uh what's it called uh creamer in it and then like a splash of coffee and he thought he was king man so you basically made him an incredibly weak latte yeah 
Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. dude, it was such the the tiniest splash of coffee. But I really did think of you uh, when I when I did it because of uh, the Dresden Files thing. Because that's that's totally where I got the idea from. Was that scene in right. uh, uh, the? I, I forget which one that it, it's the night before Christmas or whatever it is. So. Yeah, but that's uh, awesome. I'm, uh, book wise. I'm trying to think of who wrote uh, Ready Player One. Ernest Klein. Ernest Klein. Uh, that came out. God, that came out years ago, didn't it? It's it's been a while. I mean, the 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 movie was uh, several years ago now. I was. I think of everything he's written so far. Ready Player 2011. One. 2011 was, was 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 good when it came out. Armada was the same vein, but different enough that it was enjoyable. And I've really been looking forward to Ready Player Two. Okay. Which... And he also wrote, yeah, he also wrote um, uh, Fanboys. I don't know if you saw Did that he really? or not. That was a yeah, yeah. Him and Adam Goldberg wrote Fanboys, and it's for a really me, good Fanboys movie. is is one of the best movies. I mean, just out there. It's a better Star Wars movie than what Disney's put out. Yeah, for the most part, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, uh, so Ready Player One uh, got its movie ad- adaptation in 2018, uh, which I, it was okay. I'm yeah, not, I'm, I mean that, that's a, it's a hard one to translate. Yeah, I mean it really is. They did about as well with it as I think you could have. Uh, there were some parts yep. of it that I wasn't happy about, but there are other parts that I was like, okay, this is pretty awesome. Uh, new book came out uh, recently. Uh, Ready Player Two. To me, it sounds like, hey, we're gonna have a kid, but it's not that, right? No, it's it's not. It's it's basically. Long story short, everybody, if we're gonna assume, you know, what happened at the end of Player One, the the good guys won, the bad guys lost, and they won the quest, got everything they wanted to. Well, where do you go from there? You basically uh, start that as a starting point turn your main character into just completely regress them all the character growth that you got in the first book let's take that away let's make them worse (laughs) and let's continue to make 80s pop culture references let's send them on another quest essentially for the same thing except along the way let's be very very 2020 about everything and talk about how it was that you actually liked this stuff in the first place because now we're looking at it through the lens of 2020. Like, what's uh, what's a, a, an example of that? An example of that is, much like in the first book, they have all these sections and planets, and in one part they have one dedicated to Prince. Yeah. And all of the way through the stages sounds like a very cool place to be. You know, it's shaped like the, the, the print symbol. Um, you know, you can go basically walk down any street and go into a venue where he played and see the concerts and whatnot. It follow, figures into a quest of extremely overdone. My God, there's nobody on earth that would actually know this much crap about all these different subjects. I don't care how big of a nerd you are. If you knew all this stuff, you wouldn't be able to function in society. <laughs> And then they spend a page talking about how Prince was awesome for being Prince, but then later on when he got religious, how that invalidated all of his work and how terrible a person he became when he became uh, religious. Okay. That is a common theme throughout the book. Okay. Yeah. Basically, oh, no, this person isn't great because they were like this, or... This thing isn't great. Um, we're going to spend 
50 pages in a fictional uh, world of Shermer, Illinois, but because Bender was a high school student in the 80s and used certain derogatory words, um, now through the lens of 2020, that character's, you know, that that's a, that's a terrible person who deserves bad things. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Uh, I'm not. I don't know if I'm like. There's part of me that wants to read it, but now it's like eh, I don't think so. I'll just wait to be disappointed by Jim Butcher again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or let's, uh, let's, meet, let's let's meter the disappointment out a little as we go. Let's not try and do it all at once. Oh, so uh, King Killer when or uh, King's yeah King Killer when that uh, thing yeah book, book, ever comes book three up. yeah Patrick Rufus or. Rothfuss. What is it? What the hell is his name? Patrick Rothfuss. Okay. I swear we could do a show of me just mispronouncing people's names. Seriously, honestly, think that dude has written himself into a corner and is never going to finish it. Uh, Patrick? Yeah. Unlike, uh, who's the dude that did uh, Steelheart? Sanderson? Yeah, that dude just It's fiction. Yeah, Sanderson just uh, released the fourth book in the the Stormlight Chronicles at like a thousand pages or something like that. Okay, of all these of all these uh, these authors, which one do you think that you talk to? And you just go, I don't ever want to talk to you again. Um, <laughs> like you meet them, and it's just them, we've, of any of them that we've talked about so far tonight, or just in general. I don't, I don't know. It's just one of those things where uh, like you take a guy like Brandon Sanderson who just. He just craps out books left and right, right? Right. Or uh, what, what was the joke from, was it The Simpsons that it was like uh, uh, Stephen King? He's like, what about a, a haunted mouse for a computer that kills it? <laughs> right. Like, you, some of these people you got to come across and be like, ah, I don't know about them, you know? I, I think Stephen King wrote some really, really good stuff, but... Stephen King writes, I mean, uh, Stephen King can sit down in an afternoon where somebody's like, uh, okay, let's brainstorm some ideas for story writing, and they'll go into opposite rooms, and the guy will come back and say, okay, I have this rough outline, you know, this, 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 and this. And Stephen King will take that and three hours later come back with 200-page books about three different variations on that same thing. Yeah. I mean, they're not necessarily good, but because they're Stephen King, people still read them. Yeah. You know? This may be a conversation, a bigger conversation down the road. We haven't done like an all book show in a while, you know? No, and, and probably need to, although I will tell you that my reading over the, especially over the past year has become so much of um, the Kindle Unlimited algorithm. Um, it's, it's amazing that you you read a certain like certain uh books in a category because the title or cover or something or the synopsis looks good and then you get 37 more recommendations based on that and you pick one of those and pretty soon i went from it's funny i went from a uh, a book where it was uh, kind of like ready player one ready player two where it was a, a, a fictional simulation and the book was good. There was a little bit of risque content to it that I could take or leave. But I read that one. I read another one by another guy. And then he had recommended, you know, another book by another guy. And I get into that and I'm like, this is like pure harem porn. Uh, but because Amazon grabbed that algorithm, my wife came up to me two days later 
And she's like, what the hell are you reading? Because all of my recommended books were like some sort of combination of, uh, you know, some dude with leather pants and a sword and like four demon or monster girls in no clothes or bikinis, chainmail bikinis around him. And I'm like, it's not me. It's Amazon. And it's I the algorithm, honey. Yes, I still don't know whether she believes me or not. <laughs> oh, God, that's good. It's kind of like you look up sounding on Pornhub one time, and then that's all that shows you from then on. Right. Uh, <laughs> this is what five won the show. Uh, you can find us on Podbeat, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, God, we're on uh, TuneIn, Spotify, and a whole bunch of others. Uh, all the links are at the bottom of the page, KGG kggo.com sorry oh my god <laughs> <laughs> sorry the the other work kind of broke into my head uh they're all at the bottom of the page uh you can find us on facebook twitter and instagram all at 151 the show uh and we're on 151 the show.com or this station's website.com okay, i'm pretty sure we've never actually gone this long so i think the fatigue is setting in on you well, it's I'm sitting in the same spot I do my uh, my afternoon show on 95 KTGO right. Classic Rock that rocks. Name dropper. I know, right? Uh, I, I'm sitting in the same spot. I just happen to be looking at the. Anyways, we can't end without a shameless plug. Hear the music. Uh, this is the portion of the show where we shamelessly plug. Shit. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be book, a service, a uh, restaurant, a uh, a tool. God, we've done technology. We've done uh, T-shirts. We've done just People. about everything. Uh, Jessa, what's your shameless plug this week? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, the Xbox All Access program. Uh, it was something that you know, as I'm making the transition, obviously from PlayStation to Xbox, uh, it's probably made getting my console um, more difficult, having to go through the the hoops. But I will say that the 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 program is is great. So you got to go through. You know, you got to be qualified. You got to pass a credit check and whatnot. But um, you get your console. Uh, it's a two-year, basically, a subscription. Okay. Um, it, it's interest-free, uh, so you're not paying like credit card rates or anything on it. But for a Series X, it's thirty-five dollars a month, and it's the console. It includes uh, Xbox Unlimited, the okay. game or the Game Pass Ultimate which is your Xbox Live Gold plus the, the, uh, the Game Pass, which is hundreds of games. And now that Microsoft has uh, purchased uh, Bethesda and, I mean, there's, there's basically like first line. If, if, if Microsoft or if Xbox Studios makes the game, it's going on Game Pass day one. Okay, um, that's cool. The, the the choice of games is amazing. There's there's Xbox One games. There's Xbox X games. There's uh, Xbox 360 games, and they just added EA Play. Oh, cool! So not only <clears throat> do I have that available on my console, I've got it available on PC. And they have a remote play uh, Android or iOS app. So I can actually play on my phone if I have a good Wi-Fi or LTE connection, pick up my save game from where I left off, fire up my Xbox or my PC, 
sync the the save game data and plunk that sucker down and pick up right where I left off. There you go. Perfect. It's pretty amazing. I got to give them credit. It really does work. So this is you're basically paying it off over two years, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And and if if you figure out that I'm I'm paying off the console and with the Xbox. Uh, Ultimate, I I think I'm saving about, uh, if I did my math right, I'm saving about $150 over the two years um, for all of this separately. As somebody that bought a computer like this, do not go past that two years because that interest is a bitch. Right. <laughs> well, this is this isn't this is interest free. Uh, uh, Microsoft is, mine, is, uh, is is financing it. So. Mine mine was too until the 24 months was over. <laughs> right. So well, this is this is a term. There's no there's no going over the the two years. So all right, perfect. All right, well, Justin. Uh, as we wrap up tonight, uh, uh, hopefully you and your family are doing well and uh, the COVID does not strike any more than it already has. Right. So uh, go watch Star Wars, uh, or I should say watch The Mandalorian, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Okay, bud? All right. Sounds good, buddy. Goodbye. Bye-bye.